Welcome back into the Rounding Third Podcast. I'm Nick. We got Harrison and Sean's back from his vacation in Aruba. How are we doing, fellas? I wish I was in Aruba, boys. I got to tell you. <laughs> I'm sure it's a yeah. lot better than Massachusetts. Yeah, but. I got to tell you, I mean, like 50 degrees here feels nice, but it's like it was nothing to the 85 I had all week last week. Yeah. So. Were you down there hanging out with Xander or what? No, no, I didn't see Xander. He was a little busy yeah. at spring training. I didn't see Xander there, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Well, welcome back. Hope you had a good time. Hope you drank Thank a few you. for us. So, All and right. how are you, Nick? A couple. I'm I'm great, Harrison. Thanks for asking. Really appreciate it. So glad to hear that. Don't yeah. care. All right, moving on. Uh, before we start, make sure you follow and like us on Facebook. You can also subscribe on YouTube. You can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. All right, leading off. Uh, right off the top, obviously, spring training has started. Um, we're just seeing a lot of mixed teams. We're not like Shohei's uh, pitching tomorrow, or he's playing tomorrow. He's not pitching, obviously. Yep. Um, but crazy that he's coming back to, to play anyways. But whatever. Split squad's kind of happening. You're not seeing a lot of stars. You're seeing guys get spot starts or going out for an inning or two, but whatever. The big news is the free agents that are still kind of out there and we do have one off the board. Cody Bellinger did sign, re-signed with the Cubs, three years, $80 million. But he's got opt-outs after the first year and opt-outs out of the second year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously not the money he was looking for. But I think at this point, none of these guys that are left are going to get the money they're looking for. No. No chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think it's a good deal for both sides though. You know, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a really good deal for the Cubs, I think, but it, you know, it, it's, it's a good, it's good money for Bellinger. I mean, that's, that's still, that's still a nice contract for a guy that yeah. I think fits very well on that team fits very well in that lineup. I mean, we saw it last year. Yeah. Yeah. What, what Bellinger got himself here is basically a one-year contract with a $50 million insurance policy. Because if he go, he's going to make so the contract breaks down. He makes thirty million year one, thirty million year two, uh, twenty million year three. He he can opt out after year one and year two. If he has a monster year last year, you know he's opting out to go get his long term contract and get the bag. If he right. doesn't have a good year, he won't opt out. He'll make thirty million dollars again, and he can stay in that contract. So really, the Cubs were able to limit their risk by keeping it to three years. He gets two more bites at free agency if he has good years. And if he doesn't, he makes eighty million bucks and moves on. And it and it it's it's a no trade without essentially being a no trade, right? Like you didn't have to right. work any no movement clauses because no team's going to trade for a guy if they know he has yep. that opt out on his side at the end of the year. So and it's 100%. essentially it's essentially a no trade clause yep. without kind of working in a no trade clause, which yep. you know I I think I imagine that has to be something from Bellinger's camp. Like I imagine Ballinger didn't want like give me three years this money, but if I'm, you know, if you guys aren't up to it and the Cubs aren't doing what the Cubs are expected to do, you're just gonna deal me to I don't know, Milwaukee, wherever, where he doesn't want to go. Like it's it's I imagine for them it was like, okay, well give us these opt-outs. And again, like you said, Harrison, I mean, if he has another monster year, then he's gonna opt out and go chase the bag again. Yep. So you know, I, I think it, it's, it works, and I think he fits so well in that team. I, 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 I just – I had a hard time seeing him anywhere else. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after the Yankees traded for Soto, the Yankees yeah. were out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's where I thought Bellinger was gonna go. I thought it was a no brainer. And then they well, pull out this Soto trade, and I was like, well, there goes that. Yeah, and I heard I heard on a couple of different um, podcasts today that there are Yankees fans that are freaking out that if you could have had Bellinger for three years and eighty million, you should have signed him. Trade Verdugo, trade one of those other guys off, but go after Bellinger if you could have had him for that money. There's a there's a big, there's a feeling in in kind of Yankee Nation that if Bellinger could have been had for that, they would have rather had him. In 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 as a Red Sox fan, I sure fine. But Yankee fans just want another guy that strikes out a ton and potentially hits the ball over the fence. Like they need yes. to diversify their lineup. <laughs> right. You know, like I agree. You need a guy like Verdugo. I mean, Juan Soto is Juan Soto. He's in the league of his own. But you need guys like Verdugo that's going to put the bat on the ball and they're going to set the table and they're going to get on base and they're going to play good defense. Like you're littered with guys that strike out a ton and hit the ball a long way when they make contact. You don't need another one. No. You know, like on a Yankees perspective, that was the right move, I think, going and making a trade for Verdugo and not going after Cody Mellon. Absolutely. I think the problem for Yankees fans is that it's the right move. From a baseball perspective, it's the right move, but it's not the sexy or flashy move. Like it doesn't feel, you know, to, to, to be like, hey, Alex Verdugo is our right fielder. Man, that's awesome. When you can say, well, Cody Bellinger's on our team. Like, I think Yankees fans, as much as they hate what Cashman does, they love the flash and of course pizzazz of that team. They love the big names coming to town. Yeah. It's a circus. Well, yeah, everybody just wants to pay to go see them. They don't care the product right. that's on the field anymore. But no, but they but they'll they'll rub the twenty seven rings in your face. Yeah, right. That they haven't right. won in twenty five years. Yeah, that they won <laughs> pre integration. Yeah. One in twenty five years. Yeah. Um, also news came out that the Phillies offered the biggest deal for Yamamoto and obviously Yamamoto chose the Dodgers mostly because of Shohei. Um, duh. And I, he still got paid. I I mean, it's not like he took like a way lesser amount of money to go to LA. So no. And you, and you read the article and I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Um, and effectively the Phillies offered more money. It sounds like the Yankees and Mets offered nearly the same money. The Yankees were at the 10 years, 300, because they wouldn't pay more than Cole. The Mets offered something similar to what was offered. And what Yamamoto told reporters that he grew up a Dodgers fan. He was going to sign with the team regardless of whether Shohei went there. It was just nice to reunite with his friend. So it yeah. sounds like this whole bidding process was never about him going somewhere. It was just him seeing where the market was so he could sign in L.A. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, and whatever. The, yeah. A uh, couple of, like, small free agent signings. Ahmed Rosario signs with the Rays to kind of fill that gap at shortstop that they're – I don't know why they're missing it right now. Why? But, what happened? Uh, I have no idea. Um, but he's, yeah, they're, all, they're all locked up at shortstop. Yeah. So, I think you're, we're going to see a carousel of shortstops go through the Rays here for a while until they can get – you know, the next young so, prospect up Nick, in a couple years. Nick, some might call it a lineup of shortstops. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Well, you, you started you started it last week with the uh, the jail joke, so. Yeah, I did. You're right. Um, Mitch Keller for the Pirates signs an extension, a five-year, $77 million extension. Mitch Keller's got some great stuff. I think this is a good I love, move. I love Mitch Keller. Yeah, yep. good I move like, for the Pirates. I love him. Mm. 
Um, Tim Anderson signs with Miami one year, five million. I mean, that was really the only place that was um, really kind of going after him, or you heard around Anderson's name. Um, you did hear the Angels at the beginning of the offseason, but that kind of fizzled away because they have Jared. Is it Leto there? Yeah. So well, he wasn't gonna I, I feel like the Angels have played the same game the Red Sox have played all year. They've been in on everybody and signed nobody. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I will say I feel like the Tim Anderson signing is a massively underrated move. Miami needs some offense. Tim Anderson needs to rehab his image and show he can still play. Because don't forget, this guy was elite. Uh, he was approaching elite level shortstop status a couple of years ago. Um, this is a chance to go rehab his image, show he can still play. The Marlins get him for cheap. And if he performs, great deal for them. If he doesn't, it's short money and he's gone. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, uh, and he's, he's not going to have to be that loud guy personality-wise in the locker room either. I mean, you've got Jazz Chisholm there. Right. Um, you know, Nobody hear you that, Jazz. That, but I didn't even mean that in a bad way. Like, that's not a that's not a knock on Jazz. It's just that, no. you know, Tim Anderson is is a personality guy. So it's, yes. it's you know, it, it kind of fits in. It's it's not something that yep. – it's, it's not a quiet organization that has a bunch of laid-back guys and, and he could come in and ruffle some feathers or anything like that. Like, they're kind of used to – having that yeah kind of outgoing you know thing in the locker room like i i, yep. I think it'll work yeah absolutely yeah, i like it i like the move uh tiger signed geo urshela for one and a half million one year deal yeah so i mean kind of off the scrap heap i i wouldn't have thought he would have only gotten one and a half million dollar deal i mean there had to have been someone out there that needed urshela but i guess maybe he's just not as valued as high as I would put him. I mean, I'm not saying he's a $20 million a year guy, but I would have thought a team would have paid him more than that one and a half million. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a guy who is a 277 career hitter with a, you know, 330 ish career on base percentage. The guy gets on base. He, he can hit. He has some flexibility defensively. He's, he's a nice little utility type piece. And it's funny that he was just kind of sitting there and got picked up for so, for so cheap because he does have value. Yeah. It was just a weird one, but so the Tigers make a move. Good for them. Um, Brandon Crawford news came today that he's signing with the Cardinals for infield depth. Now, I don't know how much time he'll actually get. And I don't know if he even makes the team out of spring training, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. Does he take a roster spot away from somebody? Like that's the that's the thing. I don't know. Well, and the Cardinals seem so committed to all these young players they have kind of waiting in the wings that it's fine. It seems funny that you'd bring a guy like him in unless you're going to use him as that kind of mentor type player mm. to those young guys coming up. And the value right. he adds is being in the clubhouse and on the field before the game with these guys. And maybe he you know plays a couple days a week, but otherwise he's like a in the dugout coach. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the only way he's going to be used, right? I mean. It's going to be weird to see him out of a Giants uniform. Yeah, sure yeah. will. Sure Absolutely will. Absolutely weird. Um, and then also, like some crazy, well, not crazy news, but Manuel Margot, who came to the Dodgers in the glass now trade, the Dodgers were like, well, you know what? Never mind. We'll trade him to the Twins. We'll send $6 million with him just so we can make a spot for Kike Hernandez. Did so, they defer that $6 million or did they actually send him real money? <laughs> I don't, probably an IOU. Yeah. Yeah, that which is just as good as money, Nick. Yeah, right. Um, so Kike resigns for one year. I think I saw eight million. Um, 
but Margot's traded to the Twins to make that roster spot for Kike to sign. So Kike resigns with the LA Dodges. But yeah, Kike was one year four million. Oh, four million. My bad. Yeah, four million. I don't know where the eight came from. It's my favorite number. Maybe that's where I came up with it, but whatever. Um, Maybe you think he's worth eight. Yeah, I don't think so. Not anymore. (laughs) So we still have Snell, Montgomery, and Chapman. Our big three still out there. At this moment, where's your gut saying they go? I'm going to go Chapman to the Giants. Snell to the Yankees, and I think Montgomery. Red Sox. I say I feel like I feel like the only team left is the Red Sox at this point. So, Red Sox. Well, yeah, Peter Gammons. Peter Gammons was today. I saw. Uh, I saw it today. I don't know if he if it was if he said it today or yesterday, but that that he heard from an, some National League source that the Red Sox and Scott Boris had a like good productive meeting and that the expectation is that those two are going to eventually come to some sort of agreement. Well, the, the Red Sox always seem it. to have inside track on Montgomery because his wife is in Boston. So he moved to Boston. They moved to Boston because his wife needed to be in Boston. Right. So he's in Boston right now. He'll be living in Boston for the next couple of years because his wife is there for something. I'm not sure what. Um, so the thought was, well, if he's going to be there, he might as well play there. From what I read yesterday, I think I sent you guys a message too, is that the Red Sox are waiting for his price to come down because they're not willing to pay what he's asking. But the thinking is they'll wait him out another couple of weeks. He'll probably he'll probably sign and and come in. But the flip side of it is Boris was saying, you know, this could just be Boris being Boris, but that Montgomery was prepared to work out on his own and come back midseason if he needed to. But somebody something's got to give. I can't imagine he's not going to start the season with somebody. And from all indications are the other teams have backed away. And it's really just the Red Sox, you know, playing this kind of having the staring match with Boris over what the deal is going to be. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I feel like if the Red Sox are truly the only suitor, Montgomery's going to have to back down at some point. Yeah. Or, or sit and right. see if somebody else emerges, but hope for it, hope for an injury or something. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's Chapman to the giant Snell's going to end up going to the Yankees. Um, and then Montgomery and Boston. I would agree. Yeah, because the, the Rangers have said they're done. They have no more money to spend, yeah. so they can't. You know, they can't reunite Montgomery, anyways. Yeah. And I think Snell ends up in, with the Yankees. But as of this morning, the Yankees are saying they're working with the White Sox on a Dylan Cease trade. They'd rather have Cease. They view Snell oh. as a Plan B. My God. So the Yankees are trying to build a put together a blockbuster, as they called it, with the White Sox to get Cease. And they'd rather take him over Snell. Well, yeah. I, to have Dylan Cease back up Garrett Cole, yikes! That that's scary. So we moved on quick, but I, I did. A, I was looking at a quick comparison because you said you were surprised that Gio Urshela was just what one and a half, right? One yeah. year, one and a half mil, and Kike yep. was what one year, four mil. Yep. So, just compared with the two of them, right? Now, Kike's played longer, so he's got more games played, more played, played appearances, more hits, all that. But as far as, like, career batting average, Gio Urshela is 40 points better. 10 or 12 points better in um, OBP. He's 14 points better in slugging. He's 35 points better in OPS, and he's 11 in OPS+. plus. 
Dang. Yeah. So offensively, I mean, Gio Urshela is, the, is just the, the better player. Yep. Gio Urshela strikes out. What, what's the? It's uh, I gotta I gotta get the stat right. So at bats per strikeout, Kike four and a half, Gio five. So I mean, you're pretty much there. It's not like you're getting a whole lot less strikeouts for Kike than you're getting for Gio Urshela. Right. And they both have defensive versatility. Yep. Yep. You know, maybe Kike a little bit more. Maybe Kike can play some more positions because he does have all three outfield positions and he kind of can roam around the infield. So he does have a little bit more defensive versatility. But when you talk about a utility player, like why wouldn't you want the utility player that's just overall a better offensive player? And for three and a half or two and a half million difference, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean – it's just the market. It's the team, I guess. I mean, like if he would have signed with the Dodgers, he would have gotten four million. I wonder. I know, but you know, when Gio was coming up with the Yankees, you know, he was supposed to be like that next guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he just never turned into the stud. I wonder if it's just like a product of like you look at him and be like, oh, he was a bust. Whereas like Kike was never supposed to be a guy. So like See, you look at the yeah. numbers that and, Kike puts, and I, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just wondering if that's part of it because. Well, the numbers yeah. are the numbers, and Gio Urshela is is right there. I mean, he's probably he's a not probably he's a better offensive player. I have a I have a feeling that like all the young guys that are coming up with the Yankees, if you're not Derek Jeter, you're a bust. You look <laughs> at it, Gla- you Glaber Torres. Oh, he's not what he's sh- he's not shaken up to be. You know, Gio Urshela. No, like he's a bust too. <laughs> Anthony Vol- Volpe had a good season and the fans are like, ah, he's no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like, I feel like if it's not the cornerstone, win me a championship your first year on the diamond, they're going to be a bust coming up through the system. Oh. That's and just I, how I feel about it. And I think Kike is still riding the wave of 2020 and 2021 when he had some big playoff runs and he looked like a, he had moments where he was absolutely a stud. Yeah. Uh, th- that 2021 run that Kike had in the playoffs for the Red Sox was absolutely yep. insane. Yep. Like he was no one could get him up. Yeah. For like I, three weeks, I mean, the guy I, was unconscious. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll you know, kind of the, the one thing you're, I'm looking at Gio's numbers here. I mean, the guy doesn't play a lot of games, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's really only played three seasons. Now this is really not fair because 2020 shouldn't count, but so 2019, played 132 games, and then 2020 happens. And then 2021 with the Yankees, he played 116. 2022 with Minnesota, he played 144. And then last year with L.A., played 62 games. So, you know, the best ability is availability. So, I mean, if he's not healthy and if he's not a guy that's going to be able to get out there every day, then, I, you know, it certainly is, is a knock against him. But, I mean, when he's healthy, the guy can hit. Yeah. Well, and he got and those just, 62 I, I, games because Rendon decided to hang him up mid-season. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But he had 300. Right. Yeah. He had 300 last year. He had a 299 with a 329 OBP. Yeah. I mean, he slugged nice. 374, so it wasn't much more than singles, but. Yeah. I mean, Luis Arise did that too, and it works. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, sure, sure. Yeah. All right, let's get into a little bit of the spring training action so far. Um, Yankees before we up... do that, before okay. we do that, Nick, can we go back to the free agency real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So we were going back and forth, the three of us. It's worth bringing up on the show. Um, on the Facebook page, I posted I posted a clip from an article from ESPN, and the belief around baseball is the fact that the free agency is down as much as it is, 
because of this TV contract thing. Mm-hmm. And what we're learning over the last couple of weeks is the Twins have come out and said it. The Rangers have come out and said it. The Padres have said it. There's a number of teams now coming out and saying, hey, look, we're done. We can't do anymore because this TV contract is either about to blow up or we have concerns it will blow up. And teams are continually pointing to that and saying, I can't do more because of this. Major League Baseball is beginning to get a little freaked out. At the fact this free agency period kind of died off so fast. No other team spent more than 200 million bucks. You've got the Dodgers and then the whole rest of the league and nobody's spending money this offseason except for the Dodgers. Yeah. And the general consensus is this TV deal is what's holding everybody back. If if this if this goes down the path that they're afraid it will go with Diamond Sports, you could have like eight or nine markets that just all of a sudden go dark. TV contracts are gone. TV availability is gone. And MLB's got a potential massive, massive TV situation. Somebody pulled the pin on the grenade and threw it in MLB's lap. And now they're waiting to see what happens. Because this could this would cost the league, I want to say it was something along the lines of like four hundred and fifty to five hundred million dollars just next year if these teams lose their TV. Crazy. I mean, we saw the fallout with the with the Padres. And, you know, luckily the Diamondbacks were actually really good last year. So we didn't see much of a fallout when right. that TV market pulled. Um but that's why the twins aren't you're gonna you're not gonna see the twins at the top of the division. They can, no, they're cutting they, payroll. Know, right. And they because came out and said free. it we're cutting payroll. Yep. That's why the Rangers couldn't re-sign Monty probably right away, because they're afraid it's gonna pull out of there. They're even talking about pulling out of Atlanta, which is nuts. Right. Imagine yeah. a TV pulling out <laughs> of the Atlanta Braves. They have been on national TV for since the mid nineties. And they're just going to pull the plug. Imagine that, man. One of the best teams, if not the best overall team in Major League Baseball right now, arguably, to just pull their TV rights. That would be devastating. Crazy. It's it's not good. And I want to say, from what I saw, the Minnesota Twins TV deal, if they lose that deal, it's like $58 million to them this year that they don't get paid. So they're cutting payroll by thirty million to get to a point where if they lose the TV deal, they can they can actually pay for the team with operations. Yeah, um, because they feel like it's going to go. The Rangers, the Rangers TV rights are worth slightly more than that, and that's why thirty million bucks a year to Monty doesn't work because that's going to put them at a threshold where they're going to have to dig into their pockets to pay for it if the TV deal goes bust. So there's a lot going on here, but MLB's going to have to step in at some point and figure this thing out because if they go bust, it's going to be. Uh, it's gonna be a catastrophic mess for the league to have to try to clean up. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you would you see maybe like a local station come in and take over that deal then if Valley Sports pulls out? Do you think that would well, be an option? It depends on what station has enough money to do it, but well, so I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. So Amazon had come in and made a bid to take right. Diamond Sports out of bankruptcy. MLB shot it down and said no way. Well, then MLB a week later went back to the table with Amazon to say, well, on second thought, maybe we will talk to you. I think what MLB is going to do is they're going to find a solution where they can find a couple, they can find a TV carrier and a streaming option because maybe MLB TV can't be the only place they put it. The problem with MLB TV is it's a paid service. You can't start dropping teams and they're giving it out for free to certain markets because then you kind of ruin the whole purpose of the of the product. Right. But if Amazon can can carry some of that streaming you know, kind of like they're doing with the NFL on Thursday nights, that might be an option. But MLB right now is exploring 
How do you save Diamond Sports? Is Amazon a real player here that's not going to come in and eat our lunch on the streaming side of it? And what do we have for actual options? Because it sounds like we're a few months away from this thing either coming, either Diamond Sports either coming out of this and being okay, or it exploding and them going dark. Yeah. I mean, the other option, which I absolutely a thousand percent hate, is giving Apple Plus another night. I hate it, but if, if Apple comes in and pays, you know, like, sure. It's an option, but yeah, I just crazy. Um, so yeah, let's move into some of the spring training stuff. Um, so, I mean, not a ton of news, but Corbin Burns had his first start with the Orioles looked pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. he's, he's going to fit with that team. Perfect. I I love that fit. Uh, Yankees put up 22 runs in their first spring training game. Um, Dodgers batted around in the top of the first in their first spring training game against the Padres. Um, so it's just Ethan Salas got his first hit. 17 year old Ethan Salas got his first hit at the pro level today in spring training. Did you hear the feedback from the pitchers throwing to him? No, they interviewed a couple of them the other day, and I can't remember who it might have been. Was it Musgrove? One of the guys was saying, I like throwing to the kid, he's a big target, he moves really well, he calls a good game. Um, you know, just he he is a very comfortable guy to throw to. And they said he, he's a big bodied kid, you know, so he's, he provides a nice big backstop and, and target to aim at. Dude, but the I'm pitchers not- are already beginning to, like, try to pump this kid up because they and they want to see him come up. Imagine being a junior in a high school and playing nope. in the major leagues, dude. That is nope. bonkers. Yep, that's absolutely insane to me. I can't even imagine but it's wild absolutely wild but yeah did you guys have anything from spring training that you liked to you saw so far that you want to mention i haven't watched too much um you know i i did tune into the baltimore red sox game to see corbin burns you know i thought he looked pretty good um and then giolito yesterday got his kind of first he pitched two innings for the Sox. i thought he looked pretty good um you know, I mean, it's, it's February, you know, I mean, it's, it's right, hard exactly. to really put too much into it, but yeah. Um, you know, it's just nice to see baseball back where it's not like games you've seen before, like kind yeah. of just new games, but yeah. I mean, not much to, not much to really write home about, but just nice yeah. to have it back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will, I will say the biggest headlines of spring training have been the see-through <laughs> pants. Um, oh. Not, not, yeah. not, not the gameplay at all, but the see-through pants. Dude, that the video that you posted on the page is absolutely hilarious. It's the, it's the Phillies going on their playoff run and absolutely hammering the Marlins, and they have like this this CBC like uh, blackout like right in their yep. crotch, just so like it's, it's and it's really that bad. Like some of the players' interviews, like you Awful. like legit, it's horrible. <laughs> it looks like and they're the, just wearing it's pantyhose. Horrible. It's it's so embarrassing, and the players are so mad, and the ownership and the GMs are so mad, and MLB is like, we don't we don't know what happened, and this I mean this, and not only that, but like, did you see the back of the jerseys for the Cubs yesterday? Peeling they looked off. like yeah, they looked like Great Britain jerseys. Like it looks like mm. somebody like ironed them on at home. Like mom made the jerseys last night for the team to go play in. Yeah. It just they they look unbelievably cheesy and cheap. Well, they can't sew through that material, right? So they can't. Put, that's why they can't put the the nameplate on it, right? It's all like, iron on. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. Crazy, but, so bad. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to what's that's turned a, that's out a to ten, be. That's a $10 billion league but for the record that can't put <laughs> uniforms on the field. I'm just saying. 
Uh, legit. I I don't know. Well, I mean, that's more on Nike than it's on the league. It, though, oh, right? it totally is. I mean, that's even worse because Nike's bigger than that, but it's it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. All right, we're gonna move on to uh, it's quickly becoming one of my favorite things to do and have have you guys do is our MLB player puzzles. Um, so we will start. We started these last week and they went pretty well. Like the viewers and stuff were commenting and they liked it. So I brought it back this week. Um, Might have gone a little bit crazy, uh, so we'll probably <laughs> stop halfway through, but. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go with the first one. Who is this player? We have the Wizard of Oz, Easy E, Al Gore, and Bumblebees. (laughs) I love the fact that Easy E made it onto the podcast. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's Ozzy. Got to be Ozzy Albies, right? Yes, it is Ozzy Albies. All right. Here is the next one. Wow. As the history teacher, you should know who the number two guy is, Sean. Well, I I know the number two guy is. I'm trying to figure out the rest of them. Yeah, I'm with you. So we have a plus sign. Who's the guy? Who's the guy in the second picture? Is that is that Rush? Yep. Oh, Oh, Adley Adley Rushmore. It's Adley Adley Rushman. Yes. Adley Rushman. Yes, good. There we go. Just had to piece it together. I'm looking at the band going. Yeah. I feel like I should know who that is. I'm like, yeah. is it Journey? Yeah, like, like, who I, is that? I, yeah, right. right. <laughs> I have All no right. idea. <laughs> Here is the next one. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yoshi no boo Yamamoto. <laughs> Yamamoto. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I love that one. Uh, I like that. I, I'm like Yoshi. We got Yoshi on the podcast now. What the yeah, hell happened? Right. Oh, there's some other pictures in here that you'll be like, <laughs> what, what the heck? All right. <laughs> Come on. This is an easy one. Oh, Jock jo- oh, Peterson. Peterson. <laughs> yeah, Jock Peterson. <laughs> Oh, Freaking God. Peter from the Family Guy. I love it. Y- yeah. This is absolutely. getting more and more ridiculous as we go. Yeah. Who is this? Frank. So it's Frank's. Uh... That's Brokaw. What's I know. his first first name? Tom. Oh, yeah. Frank Thomas. Yes. Frank Thomas. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> I could not put that one together. Yeah. Frank Thomas. So we're doing okay. former players too. Oh yeah. It's all over the place. Okay. okay. Easy one right here. Matt Kane. Yes. Yep. Matt Kane. Yeah. There's a Welcome couple layups in here for sure. I'm very proud of this one. So Travis. Yep. What's that first thing there? It's a Harold book. Oh, Travis Ishikawa. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Travis Ishikawa. All right. Next one. Mark Reynolds. Mark. Yep. Reynolds. Yep. Easy one. Layout. <laughs> That's a good. 
I can't. The picture is like kind of a little, little blurry in the restaurant. What is that? <laughs> it's a sizzler. Oh, George Sizzler. Yep, George Sizzler. Oh, George Foreman Grill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Who is this? Barry Bonilla. Yeah, Bobby, yeah, like, Bonilla. Bobby, yeah, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. I'm like Bone yeah, Bonilla. Okay, I got that one. Yeah, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby yep. Bonilla. How about this one? Taylor Tea Garden. <laughs> yep. Oh, nice. He's smoking these today. He's ripping this one. Yep. This might be the toughest one. So it's a movie. A movie title. Lamar Jackson, Squigs, Peladoris. Squints. Squints. Sorry, not Squigs. Squints. And is that Tino Martinez? Yes, sir. Vinny Pasquantino. Yes. Nice job, Sean. Pasquantino. Okay, I got it. Pasquantino. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Nice. What about this one? Tim Rock Reigns. Yes. Tim <laughs> Rock Reigns. <laughs> I, like, I like it. Yeah. Billy Williams. Billy Williams. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh... How about this one? So, huh. So Mike Tyson, is that a safari? Is that what we're looking at? Or like Zebras? locally? Like where do you zoo. find them? Yeah. Oh, zoo. zoo. Mm, might have stumped them. This is oh I don't know Mike Zanino. I was oh, gonna say Mike El- Zanino, but what's that? What was that radar? It was El Nino. It's El Nino. Uh, I'm like it's some kind of like you know heat El thing. Nino. Like what the hell? Oh, yeah, like El Nino. Radar, like what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike Zanino. Mike Zanino. Mike's a hurricane. <laughs> Mike's a typhoon. <laughs> Mike Zoo radar map. Like what? Yeah. What is this? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> these make me crack up. <laughs> I love these. They're so fun. So it's going to be Jesus. Nope. Not necessarily. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't just assume. I thought the same thing. Oh, too, Christian Yelich. Yes, Christian Yelich. Uh, I'm like, he's yeah. yelling and he's itching. Oh, Yelich, duh. <laughs> yeah, Christian <laughs> Yelich. Yep. Okay. Oh, boy. Did you mean to put two Lincolns on there? I <laughs> did. I did. And you'll know why once you get them, if you do. So, so it's eyes, a his, blue jay, and two Lincolns. Mm-hmm. His first name is two initials. Oh. Is it a current player? Current player, 
shortstop. We saw him play in, in when we went on our trip. Oh, C.J. Abrams. Yes, C.J. Abrams. Yep. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, oh. it was the two Lincolns. I'm looking. I'm going. Oh, it's Abraham's. Oh, Abrams. All right, I yeah. got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, C J Abrams. Yeah, I had right. a J. And I was like, oh man, oh man, Randy Savage <laughs> is on the show. Yeah, of course, man. I told you, Macho Rosecourt. <laughs> Come on, I thought this was going to be an easy one. Randy Arozarena. Yes. Yeah. Randy Arozarena. I liked Macho Rosecourt. <laughs> that's way. That's way better. How about this one? Another word for creeks. It's Robinson. Last name's Robinson. I don't know the first name. Stream, Mm -hmm. creek. What else are they called? Oh. Brooks. Yes, Brooks Brooks, Brooks Robinson. There we go. That was a good tag team, Sean. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brooks Robinson. I started going down all the Robinsons. Like, who am I missing? Albert Bell. Yep, <laughs> Albert Bell. Uh, Albert, then I then you threw it out there. Yeah, he completely shatters his bat on this pitch too. By the he way, he does. But... Try hit it for a home run. Yeah. Mike Schmidt. Yeah, good. Nice oh, one. There you go. All right. Nice. We're all right. We're getting in a groove again. Oh, until this one. Jared, Sol- Jared Sol- 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 Yes. Got to get the name out of your mouth. Yeah. Jar, Ed, and then Sal yeah. from Impractical Jokers, Tall, Mock, and then a Kia sign. Yeah. I mean, I had it. I just, I had fucking. <laughs> it's a long mouth. name. Yeah, marbles in gonna... my mouth for that one. <laughs> Doug well, is the yep. first name. Yep. Menkevich? Yeah, Doug Menkevich. Oh, nice. I'm yep. like, Kate, what are we doing here? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep. I was like, Doug, Poison Ivy, something. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them, like, I get a thought in my head and I just can't get off of it. <laughs> <wrong>. How about this one? So it's, it's like the- abs, abs in a bin. Uh-huh. But what is the abs known as, like, when you're – Working out your oh, Corbin Burns. Yes, Corbin no. Burns. Oh, there it is. Very good. Yeah. Oh man. Corbin Burns. Okay. Next one. We got this one. Oh Lord. Dansby Swanson. <laughs> yeah, Dansby Swanson. There's three Dan Aykroyd, Dan Radcliffe, <laughs> yeah. and Dan Rather. I was like, what on earth? Yep. <laughs> and then B and then Swan and the Sun. Yeah. Dansby Swanson. That was good. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I was I'm looking at it going, what the hell? Uh, There's too many clues. All right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
What's that bottom? What's that last picture? Sandpaper. So the first picture is not oats, but another name for it. Name for oats? Yeah. It's like a cereal, like all something. This might be... Oh, Brandon Woodruff. (laughs) Yes, Brandon Woodruff. Yep. That's weird. This one, I'm really proud of. This one's awesome. Wow. Who is this? Emmanuel Class A. Emmanuel Class A. <laughs> yeah, Emmanuel Class A. Yeah. That one's really good. <laughs> that was a really good one. I was like, yes. How about this one? Who is this? Oh, Byron Buxton. Yep, Byron <laughs> Buxton. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> these clues are these are good. Like some of these are really like they twist your brain a little bit. Right. All right. How about this one? Cal Ripken. Yep. Easy one. Cal Ripken. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, good. Yeah, love it. Chuck Knobloch. It's a 90s player, but you still might get him. Will Cordero. Yes, nice job. Will Cordero. Was with the Red Sox for a spell. Yep. Let's see if you can get this one. This one's a little bit bit of a stretch. What is the last picture? What are they holding? Hair. Oh, one okay. one hair. One incarnacion. No, you're like you're close. It's not one. And you have the the last name correct. Edwin? Mm-mm. What was the what was the picture before we used it in another player? Oh, before. Christian, Christian and Kardashian. What? Oh, Strand. Yes. Christian. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And Kardashian oh. Strand. What? Look, look at the name. The way it like wraps the whole jersey. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. I don't even know that. I didn't even know that person existed. Yeah, he came up for the Reds. He was one of the seven rookies that started for them last year. He came up and yeah, tore I it didn't up. Even, I didn't even know that was a real person. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he's now got the longest name ever, I think, for a baseball player. Just seems mean to hyphenate that name. <laughs> right? <laughs> Crazy. This guy just signed a minor league deal last week. Mike Moustakis. Yes. My, <laughs> Mike Moustakis. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Trey Mancini. Yep, that's an easy nice. one. Trey Mancini. I'm gonna have to bunch these together when we cut them out to the reels. You guys are getting them too quick. Jack McDowell. Yep, <laughs> crushing yeah. it right now. 
Jack McDowell. Good, <laughs> <laughs> this is a layup too. Come on. How is this a layup? I was gonna say, how's that a layup? It's a wicked layup. Who's in it's the first Sha- picture? Shaquille O'Neal. Uh huh. And what's the second picture? A cruise ship. Uh huh. <laughs> Are you with me here, Sean? Oh, O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, that, that is a lamp. Harris, I'm like, wow, we are idiots. idiots. That was so obvious. We're idiots. I'm like, where where are you going with this one? <laughs> I, literally, we're Cruz, objective. Yeah. We're, we're idiots. O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, we're that idiots. was definitely yeah. a brain fart moment. Yep, it happens. We're idiots. I mean, I only got 40 more, so here we go. We were on a good run, and then we blew it. Yep. A lesser-known player, but who is this? The second picture is more of where it is. Oh, Austin Romine. Yes. Oh, Romine. Yeah, I I could not get the last part. I'm like, Austin Rome what? Yep, Austin Romine. forgot about Austin Romine. Didn't he start a couple of fights with the Red Sox? Probably. So it's Tony. Yep. And then the third Tony character. Walmart. Yeah, nice. Oh, thank you. I was yeah. like, I can't get the last name. I couldn't think of something to use for whoa. And then it was just like, oh, Joey Lawrence whoa. popped into my head. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You can hear him yeah. saying it. Yeah, absolutely. Tony Womack. All right. Okay. We are now into managers. I will give you Cito Gaston. Yes. Cito Gaston. Nice one. Next one. Rocco Rocco Baldelli. Baldelli. Yeah, Rocco Baldelli. Skip Schumacher. Skip Schumacher. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oliver Marmol. Yes, Oliver Marmol. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, uh, Dusty Baker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. Oh, God. Um, Anderson, what's... Um, yeah. What is? What are these that are that's lighting off? Oh, Sparky. Sparky Anderson. Sparky, thank you. Yeah. Like, my God. Yeah, Sparky Anderson. <laughs> oh, God. So who is this manager? So you know who the mascot is at the top, right? I don't. You might, you might not know in the Northeast. It's it's Jack, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. Oh, oh, Jack McKeon. Yes, Jack McKeon. It's Mac uh, Mac Miller with the key and the on key so and Jack, the on switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jack yeah. McKeon. Yeah, all, all the good stuff the Northeast doesn't get. We don't get Wawa. We don't get Jack in no. the Box. I can go on and on. No, we're getting a Bucky's this year. Oh, so now you're talking. That. Yeah. How about this one? Oh, Buck Showalter. Yep, Buck Showalter. I couldn't think of the actor's name. I'm like, grumpy this old is, men. This is the last one. It's an easy one. 
Oh, Bud Black. Yeah, Bud Black. Nice. You <laughs> guys some good ones on there, man. You oh, guys man. motored through those though. Except I'm... for O'Neill Cruz, which we fumbled the bag on. <laughs> Dude, I'm impressed. You smoked those ones. Nice. All right. Those yeah. are awesome. <laughs> that was fun. But all right. Um we'll start, we'll do the best players thing uh next week. I think we'll start that when we had our the best best players from each team oh, from yeah. the AL East. So we'll start doing that as the season gets closer. Um, but we'll head home here, um, just wrapping some stuff up. Um, Eric Hosmer has decided to hang them up. So Eric Hosmer retires. Um really solid career. I mean, I'll always remember Hosmer on those Royal teams. Um, it was cool having him in Boston for that one little yeah. stint, but um, yeah, solid ball player, but yeah, he is retiring officially. Um, and then this story out of spring training, Tim Meza for the Blue Jays lost their fantasy football league uh, <laughs> during the off season. He, for his punishment, was made the bat boy for the entire game and had to wear a jersey that had his fantasy football record on the back as his number. So it was four and ten. Uh, best punishment ever. It's better than yeah, getting a forearm. Funny. Better than getting a forearm shiver from Tommy Pham. Yeah, it was oh, very man. funny. That was very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. But all right. Do you guys have anything else to add before? We wrap it up. Kind of a quick show, unless we get into it right here. I got well. I got I got a couple things. One of them might be worth kicking around. But um, we talked. I think it was last week about uh, Jen Powal, the umpire. She actually made her spring training mm. debut and umpired a major league game, um, which is pretty cool. It's the first time in what was it, seventeen years or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, going back a ways, and she'll be the one. She will be kind of the first alternate. So if there's a injury or something because as we saw like angel hernandez which a bunch of time last year the back injury like these guys can miss time she would be the f- first alternate selected to come up to the major league so that that's awesome be pretty cool Lo- love that and then um earlier today rob manfred had one of his always infamous press conferences um and they talked about expansion a little bit and the league is apparently looking at they've narrowed it down to eight destinations for expansion those eight destinations are Charlotte, North Carolina. Boo. They're putting Las Vegas back on the table because there's a feeling that the A's deal may not happen now. Yeah. So they're leaving Vegas on the list. Montreal. Hmm. They're gonna they're gonna reevaluate Montreal as an option. Uh Nashville, Tennessee, Portland, yeah. Oregon, Sacramento, no. California, no, Salt Lake City, and San Antonio. Hmm. So the only wrinkle in that is five of those cities, Charlotte, Vegas, Nashville, Sacramento, Salt Lake, already have AAA franchises there, mm-hmm. right. um, which poses some issues with having to relocate them, probably. Um, and then San Antonio's got a double-A team, and then there's a high-A club just outside of Portland, Oregon, that probably isn't a, isn't doesn't affect them in any way. But um, it sounds like, from what I read that there is a pretty good push to consider bringing baseball back to Montreal Mm. because there is a fan base that wants it. They obviously would be a new stadium. It'd be a new start, 
because that was the biggest concern with Expos baseball before is Olympic Stadium was a dump. The team yeah. wasn't being invested in, and they were just waiting to leave. Um, there's, there's a big push to, to keep Montreal at the top of that list. So interesting breakdown of cities. What I find surprising is how many of them are kind of on the western half of the country. Because mm. yeah. really, you'd think you'd want to you want to go where the population is. Yeah, it might, and it may not be as easy to support a team out in Salt Lake City as it would be in, you know, Charlotte or uh, Nashville. But so yeah, so expansion is a real thing. Manfred said he doesn't expect any of those teams to be playing before he's gone in 2029, but he would like to be the one that, you know, kind of picks the picks the locations and gets them underway. I I I mean, we've talked about Nashville and that that group of people for you know, since we've been on, like they, they've been mm-hmm. talking about Nashville for a while. Um, I think that's, I would say probably the leading city, like other than Vegas, whatever that mess is. But I would say the two front runners right now, the, the, the ones that have been the most vocal, I should say are Nashville and Salt Lake city are the two cities mm-hmm. I've heard. I've heard the most from in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like Salt Lake City, like re- released a rendering of what the stadium right. would look like. Like Nashville has the whole squad together. Like, I well, mean, that was where Maddenly was getting involved too, right? Wasn't he kind right. of pushing it? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so I what's mean, what's interesting? What's interesting was when you add some more context to this, the smallest market in MLB currently is Milwaukee, with a metro population of one point five six million, and Milwaukee's got a lot of history, so it's always they've always drawn pretty well. There's one market on that list that has a, has a smaller population than that, and it's Salt Lake City at 1.27 million. Interesting. So MLB likes the location, but they're fearful that that population doesn't support a major league team, yeah. Because you know they generally look to be two million or higher. What blew me away? So get this. So I'll go in reverse order. Salt Lake City's got 1.27 million people. Nashville 2.05, Vegas 2.32. Sacramento 2.42, Portland 2.51 million, San Antonio's 2.66 million, Charlotte 2.76 million, Montreal 4.38 million people in the metro. Dang. Montreal is massive. Yeah. It's massive. And there's a feeling that if you brought baseball back the right way, it would draw like crazy. Yeah. The fans boycotted them kind of like the A's because they stunk. Right. And the ballpark was a disaster. Yeah. I, I would love to have baseball back up there. I think it would be awesome. Oh, I, would I mean, you, you have the Blue Jays up there. It's kind of like their only team. Um, get, an, get another team up there, sure. Um, oh, but, yeah. but, but too, like like the, the province of, of Quebec versus the province of Ontario, that's yeah. awesome, right? right? I mean, they hate each yeah, other. Ab- right. I mean, every sports team. I mean, like the, the Maple Leafs and Canadians. I mean, it's like they, right. they hate each other. Yeah, I I mean I would love that, and I would go. I mean, not yeah. they're not doing it because of me, but like I, if they got a team back, dude, I would, I would yeah. go to Montreal. I've never been to Montreal. I've always wanted to go to Montreal. Same. If they get a major league baseball team, I would go to Montreal. Thousand I would totally percent. go. Yeah, I know. I was biased for a while. Like I wanted Raleigh to really push because around here, like they are avid, avid Canes fans, and they sell out yeah. every night. They're tailgating in the parking lot. They would do the same thing for baseball. I know they would. However, we have arguably the most historic AAA team in the nation with the Durham Yeah, Bulls, right. right. The next town over. So they're not going to put an MLB team here, which stinks. But, I mean, 
I still think they both would pull a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people around here. There's 1 million people in Raleigh alone, and then Durham has another million. Chapel Hill has another 750. So there's a lot of people around here too, kind of like Charlotte. But I, I just don't want it to go to Charlotte. Charlotte's not a great city. That's yes, just, it's yeah. – it's, I mean, I've been to Charlotte many times. It's clean. It's organized. But it's it's all bankers. It's not designed for that level of traffic and flow of people. No. It's pretty, but it's it'd be a tough one to navigate. And then you gotta you gotta bring all these loops in coming around the city and just navigating in and out of there would stink. But interestingly getting in, enough, getting into a Panthers game is an absolute nightmare. It's a, it's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, everything like loops around the city, then all it gets like dumped into one place. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, six of the seven U.S. markets, because of course Montreal, we can't measure the same way six of the seven markets except for Vegas would be better media markets than many current MLB teams. Um, Las Vegas is the worst media market of the bunch. They're 40th in the U S Sacramento is the best of the bunch. They're 20th in the U S Charles 21st, Portland's 23rd, Nashville's 26th, Salt Lake's 27th, San Antonio's 31st. These are also good sized media markets too. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot, a lot to work with here. Um, but which is, which is funny because Salt Lake city is a better media market than Vegas. Although it's, half the size but um there's a lot of good options here but i think that uh i there's a lot of there's a lot of interest picking up in making montreal a real mlb city again which i found interesting yeah i I mean i like the location of like nashville and salt lake city because you think about baseball teams around there there's no baseball team around any of those cities What's the closest one to Salt Lake City? Denver, probably. Uh, Salt Lake City, yeah. Salt Lake City has Salt Lake City is the farthest from any market. It's five hundred and twenty miles to Denver. Montreal yeah. is three hundred and seven miles from Boston to New York City. So, Salt Lake City would also pose the biggest travel burden. Hmm. Right, because it is in the middle of nowhere. And then I hate how there's no team on the East Coast between Baltimore and Atlanta. Like, there's a that's a long stretch of country yeah. that has nothing in it. Right, and then. And when you go straight west, the next team that we got is what St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, you're so getting like, into the mid, the Midwest teams. Yeah, so I mean, Detroit, we have nothing around Detroit, here. Yeah. It's we it's have, really cool when you look yeah. at a map and see where Major League Baseball teams are placed. Like, there's these clusters, and then a whole bunch of nothing in between. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like how our country's set up, though. There's it's, nothing in the middle of the country. Like, really, there isn't. No, Just there's not. I mean, cornfields and cows. That's it. If you've ever been there, you've witnessed firsthand how how much nothing there really is. Yeah, it's crazy, but all right. Anything else for tonight? No, that's it. We talked about the uniforms, which is really the, the funniest part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that's just, I can't with those, but. Oh, um, and I, I, did, I did want to mention that Juan Soto made a comment today. There's six MLB parks he hasn't homered in that he's hoping to finish that up this year. Huh. There are six ballparks he's not hit a homer in. Dang. Okay. All, already, and he's 20, what, 2023? 20, yeah, so he's never hit a home run at Progressive Field in Cleveland, Angel Stadium, Guaranteed Rate in Chicago, Globe Field in Arlington, T-Mobile in Seattle, um, and Minute Maid Park in Houston. He's never homered in those six ballparks. Interesting. Dang. Crazy. Yeah. Well, good luck to him, but not too much luck because I don't want the Yankees to win. So, no, All right. Do you want the, the Yankees and the Dodgers? <laughs> Two pretty terrible choices. Neither. But 
It's going to be Royals and D back in the in the World Series. Give give me all the Royals. Give me all the Reds. I'm in. Yeah, let's bring it. Major League Baseball would hate that. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> they would freaking. They'd find a reason to cancel the World Series. Yeah, absolutely. They'd be like, you guys are going on strike. You're going on strike. We're not having yeah. this World Series. No. Yeah, we're making up a reason we can't play the World Series. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Before we go, we are kicking off the third annual Rounding Third Baseball Podcast Fantasy League. So uh, we do have a lot of people back from last year. I think we do have one spot open, possibly. So if you are interested, you can send us a message through our Facebook page or put it on our wall. Do whatever you want if you would like in. And yeah, I mean, it's been pretty competitive. We've had a lot of people like really pay attention to it. and It's been competitive the last two years. So hopefully year three will be just as good. But yeah. All right. If we have nothing else, kind of a quick show tonight. Not a lot of news now that spring training is kind of cranking up here. Uh, still waiting on free agent stuff, the last big three. Um, so we'll keep an eye out for that. And we'll let you guys know. Obviously, I'm sure everyone will know when that news breaks finally. Um, but yeah, before you go, please make sure you like and follow us on Facebook. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Um, you can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Comment on our reels, share our reels. Um, we love all the interaction. Um, just keep it up. We appreciate the support and we will see you next Monday at 8 p.m. See ya.